Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, all my St. Patrick's Day plans got completely derailed, but we got a big show coming at you here today. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the uh, ESPN MT app. Hope you're having a phenomenal Friday. It's a sunshiny day here in uh, Missoula, Montana, and Western Montana. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody, uh, whether you're listening here on the radio in Western Montana. Uh, or you're watching on the ESPN MT app, uh, or you're uh, streaming on the uh, SWX Montana television. Happy to be here with all of you. Are you? That's a nice green sweater you got. Is it green? I'm colorblind. I'm just assuming you're wearing green. Are you? No. <laughs> Raju Rick in studio with me, the colorblind Coulter Nuanas, uh, here on your radio dial. You're not getting down on that? No. Okay. That's fine. I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, hopefully, everybody's having a good celebration. I was planning on watching games and uh, hanging out with the masses today, and uh, it didn't go that way. So, uh, like like one of my favorite coaches always says, everybody's got problems. Nobody cares about yours. So, I won't tell you about ours uh, <laughs> other than uh, I missed all of you out there. Uh, I know there were some people that uh, were hoping to hang and watch some games. And uh, either way, uh, it's been a crazy tournament so far. We're going to talk about the NCAA tournament. Uh, throughout the show today, we'll give you real-time updates of scores uh, that are rolling along here as uh, the big dance continues to play out. I've also been talking some spring football, but it's always more fun to talk when you have somebody to talk to. So Rajiv and I will review some of my key spring football lines for both the Grizz and the Bobcats and uh, see if he has any other additions, maybe what uh, he would be watching if we were allowed to watch. Yeah, that's why we're not. Uh, that's why we're just completely speculating about what could and might be the storylines because Practice is closed, so there's no uh, there's no spring football to watch here in Missoula or in Bozeman, and uh, that's just the way it goes this day and age in college football. Maybe we'll talk about that, too, <laughs> the, the paranoia uh, around college sports. Uh, we're also going to do a, a fun little history lesson like we are tend to do. We're almost done with our cool book, The 100 uh, Greatest Sports Heroes of the 20th Century, copyright 1954. It's always fun to see who you remember, who you forget, and... Uh, who you never knew about at all. That, that'll be hour number one, hour number two. Uh, we'll keep on looking at the big dance, give you some more up-to-date results, and we'll also talk about Montana State's basketball game against Kansas State tonight. 14 seed for the Bobcats. They tip 7.40 p.m. 
local time, 9.40 p.m. on the East Coast, Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, is where the game's at. We'll give you some history of the Big Sky in the NCAA tournament. As you already know, it has not been pretty uh, nope. uh, over the last 15, 16, nope. 17 years. Uh, the longest drought in the country uh, of any Division I conference. So um, why? We'll debate that. And uh, then if we can... We'll get Andrew Houghton on the phone as well. Andrew is there in Greensboro, North Carolina. He'll be covering this game for us here tonight, both ESPN MT as well as SkylineSportsMT.com. And uh, so, Andrew, if we can figure out a way to connect all the dots. Tommy's out on a remote. Jeff's on his way to California. Andrew's on the East Coast. So uh, we got lots of people trying to figure out how to run the radio machine. So if we can figure it out, we'll get Andrew on. If not, we'll keep on talking. Uh, just about the matchup tonight between the Big Sky Conference representative Montana State for the second year in a row uh, taking on a Big 12 team uh, in Kansas State. Um, so there you go. That's your rundown for today's show here on ESPN Radio. We're listening to Nuanas Now. You want to stream Nuanas Now? You always can on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. You can also stream it on the ESPN MT app. And uh, most often you can watch us on the... Uh, SWX Montana Television as well. Thanks for being here on your Friday. Uh, if you don't know who St. Patrick is, St. Patrick, to, who today is uh, a celebration of for many people, at least in Missoula, uh, he was a 5th century Christian missionary and bishop in Ireland. He was known as the Apostle of Ireland. He's the uh, primary patron saint of Ireland, and today is sort of in uh, memorial of actually the day that he died. Uh, this was the supposed day uh, of his death uh, some 1,700 years ago. So, uh, amazing. Uh, always worth remembering the history of it all uh, when we're celebrating. Uh, before we get into any of the NCAA tournament stuff, <laughs> the only thing that's been talked about around these parts all week is... Uh, the weather. Well, no. no just- <laughs> uh, is, uh, is the, uh, the exhausting pe- uh, Green Bay Packers now potentially, probably, possibly, could be, will be New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers going to New York. What do you think? I know you already hate the Jets because you're a Giants guy, but what do you think of A-Rodge going to the Big Apple? (laughs) Everyone just heard that, right? That was called the biggest eye roll in the history of eye rolls. Oh, man. Two words. Who cares? Um... I think him going to a place like the Jets, it can only get better for the Jets. Um, I think it actually gets worse for Aaron Rodgers. You will have 10 times as many cameras, 50 times as many microphones, uh, 20 trillion more lead-in questions into um, the narcissistic scope known as Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I... Get it done and get it over with, man. There's, there's other things to just talk about, and it's just it's exactly where he wants it to be. For sure. I'm, I'm excited for when we stop talking about actually Aaron Rodgers himself and his decision-making abilities or lack thereof or whatever, and we actually just talk about how it moves the needle uh, from a competition standpoint because I do think the Jets are close, and I do think if Aaron Rodgers can be good, uh, the Jets are going to be good. Right. I also have no idea if Aaron Rodgers still is good. That's the part of this conversation that's completely that's getting a, left. I agree. I mean, that's is he thing, still good? That's the thing that's being left aside because everybody's just thinking this guy is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And whoever Absolutely. he gets traded to is going to be a contender. Well, is he still though? They're not. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers is not very good, the Jets are stuck in neutral like they were last year. They yep. they have a good team. They have great defense. Oh, and uh, love me if, some sauce. If Brees Hall can get back. They're running back. Uh, They're pretty good at the skill positions on offense. I have no idea how their offensive line is, and they've been really bad at quarterback, and that's why they were stuck in the middle of the league last year. Yeah, well, we'll see. If he goes there, number one, um, that will be the best quarterback to ever put on a New York uniform, regardless of team, will be Aaron Rodgers. It will also make, uh, depending on how it all shakes out, the AFC East a very strong conference, uh, both with Miami Dolphins doing amazing things in free agency and then just, you know, the the, the Bills, the Buffalo Bills doing what they do um, where they're at. So to me, it would be a very interesting turning of the tide. Um, the AFC West has been stacked and, 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 and just dominant for a long time. Uh, Aaron Rodgers shifts some power if signed by the Jets, back to the AFC East. Well, it's now ESPN Radio. It's our tournament takeover. Andrew Houghton on the East Coast out in Greensboro, North Carolina. We also got Jeff Safford on the way to the West Coast. He's going to Carlsbad, California for some Grizz Lacrosse action. So you can um, call, or excuse me, you can find Grizz Lacrosse on the ESPN MT app, live and or archived all season long, uh, just as you can this show. Our tournament takeover presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. Dazzler's Car Wash located right next door to us here at Radio Way, 2610 Radio Way to be specific, right off of North Reserve. It's going to be the most thorough 
and uh, efficient car wash you're going to get anywhere in the city of Missoula. Keep your car sparkling and sh- uh, shiny clean all summer long uh, at Dazzler's Car Wash 2610 Radio Way, uh, just off North Reserve here in Missoula. How's your bracket? How far did you have uh, Arizona going? How bad? Because that's the one that killed everybody. I mean, I, there's only a few people. Look at this guy. He had Princeton. He's got Princeton in the Sweet 16. I always pick. I don't care who they play. I always pick Ivy League. I always pick Ivy League for the first. They're they're usually they're not always the most athletic, but they're the smartest dudes in the building. Well, so what sure. they make what they lose um, athletically, they make up for intellectually. And sometimes I'll take a smart basketball player or, over an athletic one, especially in clutch situations. We're going to come back to this, but I was actually ruminating on this the last couple days, and I want to get your thoughts on it. There, I think that it's pretty defined that the Big Sky Conference champion has had among, if not the most poor performance in the first round uh, several times. It hasn't just been one. I mean, last year, Montana State lost by 50, and that was a very good Bobcat team. They got ran out of the building Rocked. by Texas Tech, 97-62. There's been a couple all-time great Grizz teams that have gone to the NCAA tournament. I mean, like Will Cherry's senior year, that was an all-time great Grizz team. They were going to the NCAA tournament for the third time in four years. They had taken New Mexico down the wire, and they got destroyed by Syracuse. I mean, they scored 34 points. It was It was embarrassing for the Grizz and the league, too. And, you know, I mean, whether it's... Uh, North Dakota giving up 100 to, to Arizona, even though they did score 82, they still gave up 100. Or, you know, it's Kansas blasting Portland State by 25. I just think a lot of times that some of the worst performances in the first round are by the Big Sky champions. We don't ever see that out of some of these other smaller conferences, though. Like, the Ivy League champion seems to almost always represent with, like, pretty good co- competitiveness. That Why do you think this is? Why is the Big Sky the, t- the league that has had so much trouble? Like, there's been not even a team that's been close to a first-round upset out of the Big Sky in 15 years. It's not a bi- it's not a football conference. I mean, it's not a basketball conference. It's a football-heavy right. dominant conference. Um, a lot of people who are... You know, not to take anything away from the amazing ballers that have come here. Like, this just isn't a mecca for a certain type of player to get them over the hump. So even though um, you look at these Ivy League schools, look at where those Ivy League schools are, are located, sure, the Northeast. Right. Like, you're even when you're playing pickup ball, you're playing against guys that could be playing D1 well, somewhere. It, it totally uh, makes sense to me why the Ivy League schools can <laughs> represent well. I mean, like you said, I mean, these guys are going to be elevated level of intellect, maturity, oh, yeah. um, you know. Skill set. I mean, very talented individuals across the board, not Absolutely. just in basketball. That makes sense to me. But like, why is Colgate always putting the scare in people? And and Montana, Montana State, or not? It, it's it's interesting to me. I don't know. There's something in the air and the water. On we're going to come back. Son. We're going to come back to this because I actually have a couple theories I want to. So do I. I, I want to run by. I, I, I think there's there's some. I'm, I'm going to say there's some there's some things between the ears called a you know the cranium, the brain matter that does help uh, raise IQ uh, uh, to sometimes make up for the deficit of, of 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 athletic ability. When I think about Princeton from like ten years ago. Guys that were extremely amazing athletes couldn't stop their backdoor pick screen and do- roll because it's just smart basketball. Right, right. And the style of play is also not um, its not as common as some of the other types. There's more team basketball played on that level. It's less about one or two individuals. Yep. And it's just, it's a different, it's a different culture within. Our bracket challenge contest is rolling. I was having a great time following all of your brackets and also watching my bracket fall all the way down. After the, <laughs> after the first session of the games, when I came on the air yesterday, I was in ninth place uh, in our um, our ESPN MT 2023 bracket challenge. And, you know, happy about that. Uh, you know, out of hundreds of entries, I- I'm happy about it. Uh, then by the time the, the night ended, I was like in the hundreds because I lost a... 109th. Yeah, I, lo- I lost a, a lot of... of uh, Footing, but I still got 14 of my 16 Sweet 16s left as of right now. The only ones I missed, Arizona VCU. So we'll see how it all plays out. But uh, there were four of you that had perfect brackets as of the first 12 games. Ooh. I don't know if anybody made it through the night with a full uh, 16 out of 16 yesterday. I think we did have a couple 15 out of 16s. I know uh, Jim O'Day, our good buddy, friend oh. of the show, uh, Montana, former Montana athletic director, he had 15 out of 16. It's funny, too, because he tw- he uh, posted on Facebook and tweeted. He said, hey, I got 15 out of 16. You want to know how I picked my bracket? I literally flipped a coin over every matchup because I didn't want to waste a bunch of energy yeah, researching yeah, dude, it. I, you know, the, I have friends, relatives, associates, acquaintances. Oh, there's a, there's a method to this. I have a rubric. 
Look, man, it's luck. Uh, for sure. It's it's luck. Like, don't don't get it twisted. Same thing with fantasy football. Yep. I, I don't care how smart you are, intuitive. I don't care if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson were your love parents. <laughs> it's luck. There's a lot of luck to it. Uh, our ESPN Bracket Challenge brought to you in part by Grey Wolf P. Casino. Hopefully, uh, at least one of you that had the perfect brackets uh, entered into the Grey Wolf P. Casino. Uh, their bracket challenge. We got actually. Wow, this is amazing. We have we have still four people that have uh, ninety nine point nine percentiles uh, in our um, ESPN MT bracket challenge. I bet it's someone's grandmother, a six year old kindergartner, someone <laughs> who doesn't know what basketball is, and someone who is like, I like these colors more than these colors. Uh, for sure, this actually is a, a buddy of mine out of what the guy that's in ver- the very first spot is actually a friend of mine. Uh, out that's of awesome, Oldman, and uh, yeah, he's he's got it rolled. But anyways, pretty. if you had a perfect bracket, or if you do have a perfect bracket, if you did get into the entry up there at Gray Wolf Peak Casino, they're giving away one million dollars if the thing holds. It's, it's uh, you know, one in I think a hundred million chance to get a perfect bracket, but Ooh. if you do. There is a chance you got a million bucks from Grey Wolf Peak Casino. Either way, uh, they have perfect um, prop cards, 25-question prop cards every single day uh, throughout the NCAA tournament. You can earn extra brackets and prop cards, plus they have $11,000 guaranteed cash and prizes, plus weekly and weekend winners. So uh, go up there, Grey Wolf Peak Casino at the top of Evero Hill. Rajim Seabrook. What up? Riding with me, Coulter Nuanas, here uh, on your radio dial. Thanks so much for being here. Who's in your final four? Uh, my final four. Let's see Let's see if we have any overlap, my friend. Uh, I was looking at yours. I got Houston in the final four. Me as too. As you do. Houston did not look good yesterday. <laughs> I got Alabama. I don't. Uh, you got Baylor coming out of that yep. side, right? Yep. I got Alabama. I got Duke. You got Michigan State beating Duke to go to the Final Four. You know, that's what my dad went to school. See, so I know. You, see, you, you got a little fandom in there for yeah, sure. sure. You got Houston, as do I. And then I got TCU beating Kansas. Ooh. You have Kansas beating who? UCLA. UCLA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's good. I think, I think that... Um, the, the West bracket is the hardest of the brackets because you got Kansas in there. Nobody knows really what to think of Kansas without Bill Self. They looked totally. They didn't look good the first half yesterday. Then they ran away from Howard, scored ninety six points. But um, I, I do find it interesting that I think the Big Twelve. Hey, we're back on TV. Hey, everybody. Uh, the Big Twelve. Oh, let me let me put my clothes back on. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Twelve. Um, I thought is definitely the best conference yes. in, the, in the country this year. Top to bottom. Two of the b- top seeds out of the Big 12 are Kansas and Texas, and I find it so interesting that talent-wise and uh, resume-wise, they absolutely deserve you know to be one of the, two of the top six-seeded teams in this tournament for sure. I mean, I think mm-hmm. Texas was the top two seed, and Kansas was, I think, the, the second one seed. Mm-hmm. So either way, uh, and Texas's win over Kansas was a huge, huge. statement to get them the two seed. But I just find it so interesting that it's hard to believe in either one as a true national championship contender because nobody knows Bill Self's health. And you can beat the 16th seed out of you know in Howard in the first round, uh, no matter who's coaching. You're supposed yeah. to be. But but like when you're going to go toe to toe with you know Mick Cronin from UCLA and the Elite Eight, can you do that if Bill Self's not there or if he's only half speed? And then at Texas, they've sort of been playing above their heads since the Chris Beard situation went down and Chris Beard got fired. Yep. But can that last? And, and that sustainability is is my question with them. Exactly. Like when does the the juice sometimes Stop sometimes like those abrupt firings they they boost you up for a minute. But like how long can it last? And what happens when you get into a coaching duel? Can you sustain? Can, and that's why it's hard for me to. I mean, I think Texas and Kansas could both go on little runs, but I don't know if they're either one has the juice to get to the final four unless they can smooth out their coaching situations. Well, I'm hoping for Kansas, and I like what you're saying, Coulter. It's 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 very. Um, polarizing because there's that bright spark and we all know what happens with bright sparks they flash bright but for a very short amount of time yeah and it's it, it's reminiscent of adrenaline right it's there and then it isn't what happens when you do have to coach and it is about strategy and it's about the moving pieces it will uh it will be interesting to see how it all comes into fruition i'm just excited because it, it presents good theater within the game of basketball well, it's now ESPN Radio. Rajim Seabrook riding with me. Coulter yes, Nuwana here. Here's some scores from uh, today. Uh, obviously, the uh, the biggest upsets yesterday 
Both happened before we came on the air. Uh, Furman beating Virginia. Oh. Furman tried actually to blow it too. They were actually in control of the game in the second half, and then they had they took two <laughs> outrageously bad threes, and everybody everybody's screaming, "What are you doing? You're in control. You're ahead." And then Virginia retook the lead, but then Furman hit back to back threes down the stretch and never folded. It they were watching impressive. them Steph Curry highlights and thought they could <laughs> duplicate, emulate, and replicate. <laughs> it, it, uh, so that was your first one, a thirteen over a four. Uh, the Paladins beat the Cavaliers. And then the second big one was Princeton uh, getting over Arizona. Of course, Rajim had it. He, he, you know he's an East Coast Ivy League guy. You know what's up. That's why he, he has these things on dial. Uh, but the things that the games that went final after we got off the air yesterday, Tennessee guts one out 58-55 over Louisiana. Mm. Uh, Michigan State has no problem with USC. They beat uh, the Trojans 72-62. Bye. Um, Houston did have trouble with Northern Kentucky. They didn't cover. I ripped up the remaining four of my tickets. So mad. I thought I had money parlays. I would have made so much money yesterday if Arizona would have won and Houston would have covered. That's it. But, I mean, that's what every degenerate gambler says. I would have made all the money if this just would have happened. I don't know. I ain't got money to gamble, (laughs) man. That must be nice. Can Uh, I borrow a nickel? (laughs) Uh, Auburn. Gets past Iowa, and as we told you all week long, fade the Big Ten, and that's exactly where we're at right now. We're going to get to that in a minute because I actually think Sparty and Penn State are actually the two Big Ten teams that have a chance to make a a bigger run out of anybody. Hold that thought just for a second. Uh, Other scores from the last couple days. um, Xavier needed all they could to get over the hump against Kennesaw State, but they do, 72-67. What was that about? Kennesaw State's dope, dude. They, they are. They like, have, they're so athletic. Well, I mean, okay, here's the thing. Sometimes we just we don't have the perspective on these upstart schools that totally. have only been D1 for a little while. I mean, Kennesaw State's like a 30,000-kid school, and they're you know about an hour outside of Georgia in Kennesaw. Yeah. I mean, they went from a fledgling whatever to, boom, a real-deal university. Program. And they're, they've been good at football because yep. of the recruiting bed, man. Like, you just have so many guys right around there. It's the same thing with Georgia State. Like, Georgia State... I don't know if people know this. Georgia State is significantly bigger than the University of Georgia. Georgia, yeah. Georgia State's downtown Atlanta. It's like almost 60,000 students. And so when you have that, then you can just get an elite player or two. I mean, Kennesaw State almost won at Indiana earlier this year. So, I mean, they're certainly a team that uh, that's not that surprising. Penn State stayed hot. They beat Texas A&M 76-59. Texas, no trouble with Colgate, 81-61 they win that game. Uh, One of my upset specials, Goes awry. I told you yesterday, stick on the five seeds that are Duke and San Diego State. Both those came true. I said, don't believe the 5-12 uh, with those two because I thought that San Diego State, good. Duke, very good. But I did think VCU would have an athletic uh, advantage over St. Mary's. Not the case. Not the case. Uh, the Gales moved on 63-51. And... Uh, the other piece of advice I gave you that was, I, I told you Penn State, that one came true. The other piece of advice I gave you that was wrong was, I said, lean on the Mountain West. The Mountain West hadn't had any success in the tournament in recent years. I thought they had a better chance just because of some of their draws. San Diego State did look okay, and they do win their first-round game, so that snaps the streak for the Mountain West. But Utah State didn't look athletically on par with Missouri, and I, that was stupid of me to even think that they could it, because Missouri's out of the SEC. It's a totally different beast. And uh, Boise State looked pretty good, but Northwestern, uh, another one of those teams out of the Big Ten that's sort of been up and down this year, but they kind of figured it out yesterday. So uh, I was only one and two on my advice about the Mountain West. To me, Northwestern, basketball or football, they just play rat. They're just always that spoiler. You know, you can't <laughs> ignore them. You don't underestimate them, and then they either show up and punch you in the gut or they, you know, they 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 sit there and want to like swing and like hold back at the same time. Yeah, they're yeah. they're an enigma to me when it comes to uh, collegiate sports. My my upset specials for you that we left you with on Wednesday. I had four of them for you. I said VCU, eh, wrong, wrong. <laughs> I, I said I said Pitt, ding ding ding, got that one right. Pitt uh, does uh, actually roll through Iowa State. Uh, to move on into the second round, and that's after winning the play-in game. I like that sometimes. The 11 seed that has to play their way into the tournament, we've seen that. We've seen Sparty go on a run like that. Yes. We've seen UCLA go on a run like that. Yes. I don't know uh, how much juice Pitt has, but I do think Jeff Capel's a great coach, and uh, they rolled Iowa State 59-41. At one point, Iowa State was like one of 19 from three in this game. <laughs> 41 points at the, in the NCAA tournament. How John Stark stats. So I, I was uh, missed VCU, got Pitt. My other two, Drake over <laughs> Miami, and uh, that one's still coming down the line. And then my fourth one is Kent State over Indiana. 
And uh, that is a purely a pick because I just chose to fade the Big Ten, man. The the betting, the gambling podcast guys told me, man, Kent State, that's your double-digit seed you want to roll with. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Me and Joey back at Donuts don't ever meet over the gambling questions, you know what I mean? Or Vinny Can of Valvoline. But I will say this. Vinny uh, Can of Valvoline. Hey, Donnie back at Doritos. I can go on for days. Drake? Drake's been in the tournament three years in a row. They got senior guards. Here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. Drake? I know you're making fun of people that have formulas or whatever. One of my main formulas is if you are a one-man show and the one-man show is a dude that's going to go to the league and he's going to be a lottery pick no matter what happens, and that dude has to go off for you to win. I'm talking about the stud guard from Miami. He's going to be a top 15 pick, He's but he's got to score 25 for you to win. In a game like that, they could just take that guy out. And I don't know. I just when guys when guys are set, no matter what happens, and they are not trying to like make their college legacy or whatever, because they're going to be <laughs> like, I like that. I mean, dude's going to be at the, at Miami for twenty five games in his whole uh, thirty games in his whole life, and he's going to be out. He's going to the league. That's what it is. So, no spring registration for that cat. I mean, so I, I don't know. I just sometimes I think. Um, I, sometimes I think that just experience outweighs just uh, the the. Overwhelming talent. Our Fair enough. Uh, tournament takeover and our ESPN Bracket Challenge, probably presented by Up Top Clothing. Up Top Clothing, they're giving you $500 worth of merchandise. Uh, we're going to give it to four different winners. So that we're going to have six placers in our main ESPN MT bracket. And uh, four of those are going to get varying levels of gift cards from Up Top Clothing. We got a $250 card, a, hundred, uh, two, a pair of $100 cards, and uh, a $50 card as well. In the meantime, go shop at teamuptop.com. If you use the checkout code ESPN5, you're going to get 5 bucks off of all your purchases, teamuptop.com. Thanks to Luke and Colton, the boys, for uh, hooking us up, as they always do. Uptop Clothing reminding you to take a step back uh, and enjoy the moment. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take an early break here, and uh, on the other side, we shall discuss just why the NCAA tournament is such an unbelievable and such a captivating event for all Americans. It's it's hard to captivate all of America in the day where there's such a widespread attention span. Why is it still? Huh? What? That, March, that March Madness rules the day uh, for a couple days every single year uh, in March and April. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. The funniest part about having no hair, the irony of it is... You actually need your haircut more. I'm looking at myself on TV. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, I didn't have time. We'll shave it this, this evening. It's funny, though, because I don't have any hair left, but it comes back. Just the fuzz does like that. It just looks busted, man. It's all right. You're a handsome, peach-looking kind of fella. <laughs> Got all that little that little peach fuzz. You know. <laughs> Rajim Seabrook and his beautiful hair in studio. Thank you, uh, sir. With me, Coulter Nuanas, and my no hair. Uh, I asked you this before the break. By the way, uh, thanks to everybody for uh, being with us here on New Happy Orleans Friday. Now. Happy Friday. Payday. Uh, for some. For some, yeah. Not for me. Not for me. Yeah, no. It's, uh, Unless you pay me now, then it's payday. <laughs> Depends on how my, all my bets go. If Kent State wins, maybe I will. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I asked you this before the break. But, yes, sir. Um, it, it's incredibly rare these days to have uh, any sort of television event 
any sort of performance of any sort that, that makes the, the world stop, or I guess in this yep. case, America stop, right? Okay, yep. Everybody watches the Super Bowl. Everybody watches the NCAA tournament. That's it, though. Like, you're not – it's not 70 million people must see TV for any game in the World Series, any game in the NBA Finals, you know, any game in the U.S. Open or whatever. Right. Why is it that – because here – the thing that I'm perplexed by, because I'm still a junkie for it too, no no doubt. But I think that the, the sport in America that's regressed the most in terms of not keeping up with the times is Division I men's college basketball. They got to go to quarters. They got to figure out different rules. It, it, it the athletes are the size of NBA players. They're not the the talent by any means, and there's not the sheer across the board size. But I mean, the court's too small. The physicality, the rims too low. The court's too it, small. It, it, the shorts are too short. <laughs> the sneakers are too big. It turns into a whistle fest all the time. Though either way, though, still when the, yep. this time of year rolls around, though, we're completely and utterly captivated. Why? What is it that keeps us addicted to March Madness? It's it's instant gratification. Right. Right. It's, right, there's the series has a saga aspect to it. Series is to be continued. In this day of 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 the lack of attention and the lack of patience and tolerance, um, to want to go through processes of any sort, this is what we have. Yeah. Plus, like football, one loss implicates it all. Like, yeah, yeah. you you don't get to hang around. The tournament style is one of the things that's it's so huge. great. Right? It's almost gladiatorial, if right, you will. Like, right. if if your leg gets cut off, guess who doesn't get to move see, on? I, I see. My, I don't know if a lot of people know this. There's a lot of people here that are listening that do know that do remember the days of the Big 32 tournament in Montana for high school basketball. There's a lot of people that are probably new around here, or even relatively new, that don't remember those days. Once upon a time. All of the top 32 teams in Montana high school basketball would play a single elimination 32 team tournament. You gotta love that. And then you'd have you know Lodgegrass versus Anaconda or Columbia Falls versus Big Sky or whatever it might be. Like think about how fun that would be this year with like Lewistown and Butte Central and Dillon playing against Hellgate and Billings West. I would love it. It would be I would so love sweet, it. right? I would absolutely it, love it. It would be awesome, right? Like yes, yeah. There's so many different and on girls too. It would be so fun. Uh, as well, but the tournament style, I think, is the th- one number one thing that keeps things coming back. I also think, though, that there's an unimpeachable and, and brilliance to the fact that it, it's on neutral courts, and so so often, you know, there's 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 the UCLA's and Kansas's and Dukes of the world where thousands of people travel, right? But most of the people that are in the stands at these games. Are are nonpartisan. They're they're there just to enjoy basketball. And Good when basketball, when one team starts winning, like yesterday, the Arizona all of a sudden became a complete and utter underdog because everybody was cheering for the underdog in Princeton. And if you ever been to an NCAA tournament, live, go Tigers. That's one of the coolest parts about it is when you see the arena, like sweet swing sway one pendulum, way or the other. Pendulum swings, yeah. And all of a sudden everybody's going for Abilene Christian against Texas and then all of a sudden it's an awesome environment. So fun. The other part about this tournament to to, to kind of give more credence to what you're saying, Coulter, is people are just balling out. Like, they are playing at their highest level, hardest level, chasing balls. You know, fouls aren't light here either. Like, the fouls are big. The shots are big. The rebounds are big. Like, every aspect of the game matters more. Yeah. Because you're trying to advance. And I just think there's, you know, what? there's a sense of urgency and a sense of panic. Like, rarely do you have that, uh, have uh, both polarizing yeah. things within. Yeah. But it's it's intense. And it also, what I like about it, personally, is... It gives me access to schools I don't get to see. Yeah, you know, I, I late West Coast games, early East Coast games. This, you know, all the the things that you just or I can't, I don't have that streaming service to sure. watch that team. Um, there's just so much more going on, and then uh, the other thing, man, it's just it's such a short time, right? Like the time boom, is boom, just boom. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, you go from sixty four right. to right. You know, thirty-two. It's like bang, bang. Totally. It's 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 a it's a great nullifier and equalizer. No, I was ESPN Radio. Our tournament takeover presented in part by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls has twenty-two big screen TVs, eighteen draft beers, breakfast, lunch, dinner, early and late happy hours. No better place you should go watch the big dance. Go check out Paradise Falls, thirty-six twenty-one Brook Street, uh, Missoula's coolest hotspot. I think that's the other thing. It, you know, this is this is a like two-sided deal, right? I think the NCAA tournament, the way that the games are officiated and the fact that it's on a neutral court and the fact that it's unfamiliar opponents that don't know each other, that aren't from the same leagues, all of that levels the playing field so much. that, And then it makes the product 
much better. It's very rare you're going to get into an extreme whistle fest mm-hmm. in an NCAA tournament game for several reasons. One, the best officials in the country are the ones that get chosen to do these games. Two, it's a neutral court, so the fans are not having as big of an influence on the officials. I like that. And yep. three, they're on TV and they're on a tight schedule. They have to stay on a tight schedule. So everybody in the building knows we are not having a two-and-a-half-hour game. We can't. Oh, hell no. We got to roll. We got to roll. Oh, and, no. And so I think it influences uh, the, the product. I often think, like, in the Big 12 on Big Monday or whatever, when it's Baylor at Kansas, there's so much tension in the arena because of the home court. I think we see this for Cat Grizz games in Missoula and Bozeman, too. The officials... They have a hard time handling the moment, or they want to steal the moment and start grandstanding, and I think that that's why the game gets clunky. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I just thought of one of my local favorite high school officials who, who tends to do that in two different sports, but I'm not going to name drop, but you might know who I speak of. <laughs> Any which way, um, there's also this component. You know an upset's going to happen, and you know a Cinderella run is going to take place. You're just waiting to see who it is and when it when it comes into fruition. Um Certain teams you know are always going to win in basketball. They're always going to win in baseball. All those things. This one is like, this is it. This could be the upset special. And you're waiting for it. And I tell you what, America loves it. Even if it's your team, there's an element of like, you know, Charlie Brown beat the Incredible Hulk today. Right, right, totally. So just uh, a a lot of factors, man. And it's just fun. And and we can end it on this. It is the gateway to spring. Yeah, that's true, too. We know when this it's, is over. Yeah, right. Everyone, right. it's b- totally. outside. I mean, what a day for all the establishments in, in downtown Missoula today, right? You're already going to have a captive audience because of St. Patrick's Day. And basketball. Then now. the sun is shining. So then everybody's out of their house because everybody in Missoula has been locked inside for the last and six And it's months. spring break. It's spring break just started. Holy intersectionality, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> then you get straight up the assembly tournament, too. So now people are going to be, oh, it's nice outside, so let's walk to the next place. And it's going to be a fun uh, afternoon. Afternoon and evening here. Jay Z uh, is playing in the head right now. On to the <laughs> next one. On a couple more uh, real time scores for you. Creighton beats NC State 72 63. Baylor beats UC Santa Barbara 74 56. And, and uh, right now, closing in on it uh, against Iona, UConn leads 77 59. About five minutes left. Uh, in that Brackets one. looking nice, is it? son. Is it? All right, all right. I, I have Baylor. Got Baylor. Good. I, you know what's up. Good. Um, let's order some food. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so ready. I'm so hungry. <laughs> You're on a roll today, man. Um, it's what happens talk- when you just ingest nothing but caffeine and cashews all day. <laughs> this is the direct side effect. Body by Rajim Seabrook. Chug coffee, <laughs> eat cashews, get swole. Um, let's talk a little spring football. Uh, yeah, I, I I have been doing like one storyline a day out of spring football, but I want to get your perspective on this because you have coached a lot of sports for a lot of years on yes, a lot sir. of different levels, and yes, you played sir. a lot of sports at a lot of different levels. Um, Montana reshoveled their entire coaching staff, football wise. I I think we're in a TBD mode in terms of the coordinators. Absolutely. Uh, I do think they needed to make a change on the offensive coordinator. I thought they were poor on offense last year. Agreed. And I thought they underutilized some of their great talent. I mean, how's Junior Bergen only have 19 catches, for Son. example? You know what I'm saying? Like, Son. How's your tight end only have like 28 catches when he's – I mean, Cole Grossman's like the one of the freak athletes in the whole league. Come on, son. So, so I do think they needed a change at, at OC. I do think Brett Pease has had a lot of success – in his career. So I do think that's probably a pretty good upgrade. But then the rest of the offensive stuff sort of confuses me because they move Bryce Erickson from tight ends to receivers to replace Pease. That's not that crazy of a move. No. Uh, but then they bring Rob Fennessy back. He was an analyst and has been on an OC at Montana before, and now he's going to coach tight ends and tackles. Chad Germer remains offensive line, but only interior offensive line, centers and guards. And... Uh, then you're so you have a basically a co-offensive line coach, and the Justin Green stays put, sticks out uh, at running back where he's been for the better part of a decade. A I guess more, more than a decade, and he's done, he's done a great job. So Jay that, Green. That aside, the, the non-shuffle parts aside, what is your opinion on this? Particularly this, the co-offensive line coaches. This just seems like uh, offensive line. You need continuity, and I just don't know if you can breed continuity with multiple coaches. Well, to me, whenever you have to shuffle, it means that something isn't working. Something's ineffective. It's underproductive. It's under whatever it is. If you have to shuffle some of those pieces that were ineffective and put them in new places, is their efficacy rate all of a sudden going to go up? 
Right. You know, and, and for those, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to me. If I move my corn from my bottom shelf and put it on the top shelf and I put the pretzels on the middle shelf, right. I've just rearranged the cabinet. Is it any more, is my efficacy in uh, procuring these things go any higher? So to me, the shuffling could almost be much ado about nothing. Uh, it, it just, it, it, especially if it's not an infuse of new energy, new faces, new names. So it'd be interesting. I like the to be determined model that, that, that you spoke to a few moments ago, Coulter, because we got the same faces in the same places, just two steps over. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not sure how much, how much the revamp is what what it's what is what's the outcome it's going to start with with Brett Pease and oh absolutely you have to believe that Pease will be at least good uh, because he has been great as an offensive coordinator in multiple stops i mean he's been the Mon- he's been Montana's offensive coordinator before in the late 90s that then springboarded him uh, into a career that took him to Kentucky and Florida and Baylor and uh, Boise State, probably the place where he had the most success there, coaching uh, under Chris, Chris Peterson. Peterson. I mean, yep. Kellen Moore is a pretty average athlete, a pretty average quarterback in terms of his natural gifts, and he won 50 games in college when Brent Pease was the OC. So uh, there is a, a good resume there. So I think that's going to be the, the start uh, of it all for Montana. And then on defense, they move Roger Cooper from safeties to linebackers. I actually think that's great. That's a great move. Because Cooper was an all-league linebacker, and that's what he is, a linebacker. So he was sort of the, the fill-in guy at safeties last year when Shan Schillinger left. Um, so I don't. Th- I, I mean, Cooper, I think that's a good move. And uh, yesterday they announced that Tim Houck will come back as a defensive analyst. I actually thought Tim might have a chance to be the defensive coordinator, but instead it's Ronnie Bradford. That one's the biggest TBD to me because, I mean, Bradford – Talking about resume, played in the NFL for 10 years. He's coached at the highest level of college football. He coached at USC. Yeah. But he's only ever coached the position he played, and that's corners. Right. He's a great corners coach. Justin Ford's probably going to the league because he got a chance to work with Ronnie Bradford. Oh, absolutely. Can Bradford handle calling plays, though? I, there's no way we can say. We won't know until we see him do it. Maybe he's lights out. Maybe he's awesome. Maybe it's a learning curve. Maybe he's terrible. There's no way we're going to know until we see him uh, in a game. To be determined. That is the word of the day, folks. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, the ESPN MT app. Need some gear? Grizz, Cats, Montana Tech, Montana Western, whatever. Uptop Clothing's got it for you. Visit teamuptop.com to start shopping now and use ESPN5 at checkout. You're going to receive $5 off all purchases. We also have a bunch of great uh, prizes from Uptop Clothing uh, coming up here um, in the next couple weeks as part of our ESPN MT uh, bracket challenge. We're going to keep talking football and maybe some history as well on the other side. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. And happy to be with you. Coulter Nuanas, Rajim Seabrook, kicking it with you here on your St. Patrick's Day Friday. Uh, Okay, I want to read one of these quick, and then we'll we'll talk some more spring football. For those following along, 100 Greatest Sports Heroes, copyright 1954. So uh, it's fun to see who you remember, who you sort of remember, who you needed a reminder on, and who you never heard of. We got somebody here that I've never heard of. Matthew Webb, his nickname, The First Across. On August 25th, 1875, Captain Matthew Webb, an Englishman, became the first man in history to swim across the English, English Channel. Channel. Yeah. yeah. He perf- I mean, now I know who the- I didn't know this person's name, but I certainly understand why that's a reputable accomplishment. He performed the then incredible feat in 21 hours and 45 minutes. It was such a remarkable swim that 36 years were to pass before another swimmer crossed the 20 mile strip of treacherous water between England and France. Amazing. 
the human phenomenon of when when something has never been done before, and then once it does become done, then there's this giant tipping point of smashing, like the four minute mile, right? Oh, like, totally. Like Roger Bannister was trying to run the mile. Or, uh, there were so many people that were trying to break four minutes in the mile. And then when Roger Bannister did it, then all of a sudden, like, 17 guys did it because they knew how to do it, right? It's like the same thing in marathons, right? Under 220, people, and then they realized they can do it, right? Oh, yeah. It's the same thing with this guy, even though, but this is amazing, though. It took 36 years before somebody tried it again. And when you think about that, the gap, the 20 miles, like, 20 miles isn't that much. But and, to swim? And, but to swim, oh. then it's like, hey, man, like, I might still be out there. 21 hours and 45 minutes? There's no That's way. That's ridiculous, man. It's crazy. I would love to see what the body type is for that type of swimmer. Like, long-distance runners... Like, what? what is the body type for a long-distance swimmer? Like, that's a, just right. an interesting thought. Totally. Um, the these the other thing that's fascinating about this is the, the tragic demise of all of these guys. This fellow, Matthew Webb, uh, he started to try to swim across Niagara Falls. No. And then, no. Di- and then died. He drowned. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's crazy. Most of, these, most of these people die from either crazy disease or in war or just drop well, dead. Give, given the time. 100%. Yeah. I, mean, I was telling Ryan Tutel about this. Was, Toots. And uh, he was like, well, yeah, because everybody used to die well, before, listen they here. Were, before they were 50. Life expectancy was only 50. <laughs> That's good. I, you know what? I it miss the Viceroy true. of Vagabonds. I really miss that guy. Yeah, he'll be back around sooner than later. That I and that stash. Yeah, he's, he's, I think the adventure time is almost uh, it's almost complete. I think he's going to Is come, Clark come Griswold soon. coming back to us? Uh, maybe. All right. We, we shall see. Let's go. Come on now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks to all of our great sponsors as part of our tournament takeover, including Dave Maldonado, Maldonado Law. If you need uh, legal representation, let Dave and his firm take care of it for you. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how Maldonado Law I can help you. Um, the other couple storylines I was talking about, we'll stick on the Grizz for right now, mm-hmm. is I think it's a two-part question at quarterback for Montana. They're going to rely on a transfer once again, it seems almost certain. They brought in Sam Vidlack from Boise State by way of Oregon State. Um, nice kid. Met him and his wife. Yeah, really nice did, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and he, he was committed to Montana early, so he knew he committed to the Grizz in high school, mm-hmm. and they sort of circumvented his way, came back around. So the two-part question, though, is, one, is he good enough to be good? And two, will they actually let him be good? Because sometimes the system, at least the last couple of years, has really uh, hamstrung. But, like, when the Grizz – it's so ironic, Right. When Bobby Houck thought, and he would talk about this in the media, that his team was shorthanded and understaffed and undermanned and didn't have a lot of talent, they really tried to win games with their quarterback. And that's why Dalton Sneed was so electric and he was, you know, all over the field. And part of it also is that he's a pro-level talent. He's continuing to play professional football right now. But in the last couple of years, as the defense has gotten better, the system on offense has gotten way more conservative to try to aid that defense. Mm-hmm. And I think they put handcuffs on their quarterbacks the last couple of years. Uh, I thought Lucas Johnson was sort of dynamic at times last year, but I also thought that there's just a lot more that, they, that could have been done. So uh, I'm, I'm just interested to see, one, if Vidlak is good enough to be good, if the talent level is there, but also then if he is good, do they let him be good or even let him be great? And I understand that having a quarterback win games for you is a kind of important thing in modern-day football. Yeah, it, it all, it, to be determined, the, the constant theme of today, um, I think I think Sam has a good job of actually being um, um, more than serviceable. Uh, had a great, conver- you know, in and around some great conversations about him, uh, with him in some rooms last week, and... Uh, I think I like where his head is at. Yeah. Um, to me, uh, when the head leads, the body will follow. And where this kid is cerebrally, I like where he is, uh, despite his youth, uh, where he is and where he could potentially lead this team. Um, the one thing I thought was different, he, he was smaller than I thought. For sure. He, his, his That's fr- been the word out of spring ball yeah. so far, too. Oh, yeah. His- and he's joined us on the show. I've never met Sam in person, if by chance you're listening. Uh, thanks for coming on the last couple of times. Yeah, and the, his his frame was a little smaller. When I look at some of the teams that he's going up against, could is his body going to be able to sustain um, 
some of the things. When I look at a guy like Lucas Johnson, are you going to be able to, you know, when I look at Lucas, he's a thicker. He's big. He's, he's big. 6'4", 220. Yeah. yeah. And, are, you know, is is, is Vitlak going to be able to hold up physically um, f- for the pounding that is coming, regardless of, of, of how good the offensive line could be and or how athletic this kid is? You're still going to take hits. And uh, we'll see. Time will tell. We were analyzing the, the shuffling of the coaching staff at Montes, uh, Montana uh, earlier, and uh, I think that's one of the key storylines we haven't touched on at Montana State. The Bobcats start spring ball next week. Uh, we did talk about sort of the uh, the deficit of star power on the defense, but that's how college football works. I mean, who is going to be the next star? Is there guys that could be the next star there? Next man uh, At MSU, they're going to need it because they've had uh, some great defensive players the last couple of years. I mean, guys that are NFL draft pick caliber players. Uh, that always gets you pretty far. We also talked about their dual quarterback and potentially even three-quarterback system. Maybe we'll come back to that in hour number two. But one thing we haven't touched on that I think is a huge deal for the Cats is how do they adjust under Matt Johnson, their new offensive line coach, because Brian Armstrong was sort of the, the glue that bound, that binds, right? He was sort of the guy that brought everything together there at Montana State. He's been there since Jeff Choate took over. So he'd been the offensive line coach in some capacity for the last six seasons and uh, he coached arguably the, the best offensive line in the conference last year, and that's why they set a school record for rushing yards uh, in a single season. But Brian Armstrong's moving on to the Mountain West. He's headed to Fresno State, so um, the Cats are going to have to to figure out how to adjust, and uh, that's what these spring ball periods are kind of all about, is, is just finding a way to respond to a new voice. So um, what's more important? The Cats return four out of five starters on the offensive line. Is it more important to have the guys or the coach? The guys, yeah. The guys aren't there. The coach is a moot point. Yeah, it's about it's about the guys. It's not about the coach. Coach is part of the institution, which re- represents the program. Right. If you don't have the kids there, the coach is a moot point. It's more about the dudes. Well, I also think that in this specific situation, because you do have a bunch of veterans returning, and you also have the same offensive scheme, and you have the same head coach who's an offensive guy, why would you change anything? The the coach Johnson's going to have to acclimate to what they're doing offensively, not vice versa. Like, he's going to have to fit into their system. They're not going to run a new offensive line scheme because of a new offensive line coach. They're going to have, they're going to run the same offensive scheme, and uh, the new offensive line coach is just going to have to uh, get in where he can fit in. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. It's our tournament takeover. Andrew Houghton on the other side of the country. He's there in Greensboro, North Carolina, Montana State. We'll play Kansas State live from Greensboro at about 7.40 p.m. Mountain Standard Time tip is the time there. And uh, we will hear from Andrew Houghton sometime in the second hour here of this radio show. So looking forward to that. Our tournament takeover presented in part by Palmer's Drug. You go out of your way to buy local when it comes to what you eat. You go out of your way to drink local beers. You try your best to support local at every turn. So why not make the same effort and visit a local pharmacy. Palmer's Drug of Missoula is a pharmacist-owned establishment that can take care of all your needs more efficiently than any of the corporate chains. When you think local, think local pharmacy at Palmer's Drug, located on Southwest Higgins here in Missoula. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. A continued discussion of why it has been such an uphill battle for the Big Sky Conference champion in the NCAA tournament. We'll also break down this Big Sky champion, Montana State, playing against Kansas State tonight. And uh, maybe we'll come back around to some NFL stuff as well. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 